Good morning, renegades! Uh, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. We're going to be talking about that today on Renegade Times. So let's just jump right into it. You know my links. You know where to find me. You know where to buy the merch. And if you don't, of course, I will drop the links down in the description below. Thank you so much, Hold Up TV, for interviewing me um, on Conversations That Matter. I had a lot of fun. Go ahead and follow this dude. He is really fun to talk to, and he really respects his guests. So, there you go. Alright, let's go. So, since Daily Wire and OAN News are still not able to get an article out um, explaining what's going to be happening uh, since Roe vs. Wade has been overturned, I am going to go to Politico and read that article. Um, I usually don't do this unless um, I absolutely have to. Um, most of the time, I stay away from like Fox News, CNN, NBC, BBC, all of that, because uh, I don't trust them. <laughs> I don't trust them. So uh, please let me know if Politico is a reliable source, because I, as much as I try to be organized on reading different articles and stuff like that, I'm still learning how to figure out which source is reliable. So, let me know. Anyway, we're gonna go right into it. If that's gonna work... They actually have a 98 page, like, source. They have like a... they're... They have pictures and screenshots of the document, the 98 page document, that, um has like everything in detail and if I'm able to I'll post it on Instagram because I don't know it's 98 pages I might not be able to I would love to read some of it so maybe I can do that deliberations on controversial cases my family is all in an uproar they're so happy <laughs> um, on controversial cases I uh, have in the past been fluid justices can um, do or can and sometimes do change their votes as draft opinions circulate. The major decisions can. Um, I'm not at the top. That's nice. I'm not gonna redo it, so we're just gonna go. The Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe versus Wade decision, according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. So, the draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching uh, repudiation? Repudiation? I'm gonna say repudiation. I don't know what that is. Of the 1973 decision, which uh, guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and the subsequent 1992 decision Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the that largely maintained the right Roe versus 
I'm sorry, give me a second. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled, um, he writes in the document labeled as the opinion of the court. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Yes, I agree. So, they have highlighted parts, and I'm going to try to read them. So, in this 98-page document, I don't know if I'll be able to go through the whole 98 pages, because I have to work today, and I can't be recording during work. But, um... As the time of Roe v. Wade, 30 states still prohibited abortion at all stages in the years prior to that decision, um, about a third of the states had uh, liberalized their laws, but Roe abruptly um, ended the political process. It imposed the same highly restrictive regime on the entire nation, and it effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state. As Justice... Uh, Byron White aptly put in his dissent and decision. So, we're just going to go through the highlighted areas. So, let's see here. I also want to point out that since abortion laws and abortion restrictions and stuff like that are now turned returned to the state's decision, the um, disposing of fetal tissue is going to change as well, um, which means that um, people don't necessarily realize the horrors um, that goes on in abortion clinics, and a lot of the time that falls under the disposal, the improper disposal of um, fetal tissue. So I'm going to unplug my charger real quick. Because I'm not comfortable here. And um, so a lot of abortion clinics will dispose fetal tissue in however they want. They've refrigerated body parts. They have uh, dumped them in the sewer ways. They have um, put them in landfills and toxic waste facilities. And um, the way they dispose fetal tissue is definitely going to change now since the uh, restrictions and the laws are now going to be put into, you know, the state's hands. So hopefully, I know um, abortion isn't entirely outlawed, especially since California has definitely said that they're going to uphold the law of their choice to abort children. But it is a step in the right direction because, um, you know, we're, each state has the authority to figure out, you know, what is the right decision for a fetus? What is the right decision for a child? Um, so I just love that. Anyway, um, we hold the Roe and Casey, we hold that Rowan Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. 
including the one on which um, the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely and do uh, process clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but uh, any such right must be deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit um, the concept of ordered liberty. Washington versus Glucksburg, 521 U.S. 702, 721, 1997, international quotation marks omitted. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Roe's abuse of judicial um, authority, Roe was egregiously wrong for, from the start. Um, its reasoning was uh, exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm just reading. I am doing two things at once. <laughs> My family's texting me, and... They're, they're also just so happy, but then again, I'm, I'm trying my best to just get the information out. But anyway, uh, exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences, and far from uh, bringing out a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. Um, it is time to heed the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. The permissibly, the permissibility. Excuse me. Okay, we're just gonna put this on vibrate because oh my god. Uh, the permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved like most important questions in our democracy by citizens trying to persuade the persuade one another and then voting casey 505 us all right um concurring in the judgment in part and dissenting in part um that is what the constitution and the rule of law demand wait no there's more that i want to read i'm not going to read all 98 pages because i'm sure not all of them are highlighted but I love the fact that they have like a tiny PDF file with all the highlighted parts in here. That's amazing in this document. So. It's taking a while to load. Okay, well, we're just gonna, we're gonna go back to the article. So, deliberations on controversial cases cases have um, in the past been fluid. Justices can sometimes uh, can and sometimes do change their votes and draft. Opinions circulate and major decisions can be subject to multiple drafts and vote trading, sometimes until uh, days before a decision is unveiled. Uh, the court's holding will not be final until it is published, likely in the next two months. So, the immediate impact of the ruling is drafted in February uh, was as drafted in February would uh, be to end half-century guarantee of federal constitution protection of abortion rights and allow each state 
uh, to decide whether to restrict or ban abortion. It's unclear if there have been subsequent changes to the draft. Uh, no draft decision in the modern history of court has been disclosed publicly while a case uh, was still pending. The unprecedented revelation is bound to uh, intensify the debate over what is already the most controversial case. Case? Yeah. I don't know why I can't talk, uh, in the docket this term. So the draft opinion offers an extraordinary window into the justices' deliberations in one of the most consequential cases before the court in the last five decades. Um, Some court watchers predicted that the conservative majority would slice away at abortion rights without flatly overturning a 49-year-old precedent. The draft shows that the court is looking uh, to reject Roe's logic and legal protections. Roe was egregiously... Okay, we've already talked about that. We've already, I've already said, read that part. I don't know why they decided to put that smack dab in the middle of the article. A person familiar with the court's deliberations said that four of... The other Republican-appointed justices, Clarence Thomas Neal uh, Gorsh, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, had voted with Alito in the conference held among the justices after learning oral arguments, after hearing oral arguments in December, and that lineup remains unchanged as of this week. The three Democratic-appointed justices, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan, are working on one or more dissents, according to the person. How Chief Chief Justice Robert... I can't read. How Chief Justice John Roberts will ultimately vote, and whether... Uh, he will join an already written opinion or draft is uh, his own is unclear. Let's see. The document labeled as a first draft of the majority opinion includes a notion or notation uh, that was circulated among the justices in February 10th. If Alito, if the Alito draft is adopted, it would rule in favor of Mississippi in the closely watched case over what that state's attempt to ban most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. On Tuesday, after the article was published, um, Roberts confirmed the authenticity of the draft opinion and said he was a court he was ordering an investigation into the disclosure. To the extent this betrayal of the confidences of the court was intended to undermine the uh, integrity of the operations, uh, it will not succeed. Uh, the work of the court will not be affected in any way. Robert uh, pledged in a written statement. This was a singular and egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. Roberts also stressed that the draft opinion does not represent a decision by the court or the final 
uh, position of any member on the issues in the case. The court spokesperson had declined to comment pre-publication. Politico received a copy of the draft opinion from a person familiar with the court's proceedings in the Mississippi case, along with other details supporting the authenticity of the document. The draft opinion runs 98 pages, including a 31-page appendix of historical state abortion laws, which is probably the highlighted areas that I talked about. Uh, The document is replete with citations to previous court decisions, books, and other authorities. Uh, and includes 118 footnotes. The appearances um, and timing of this draft um, are consistent with court practice. The disclosure of Alito's draft majority opinion, a rare breach of some uh, Supreme Court secrecy and tradition um, around the deliberations, comes uh, as all sides in the abortion debate are girding for the ruling. So the one thing that kind of, you know, it came up in my mind. Um, I remember seeing a video of um, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump arguing about um, how open Trump is about the matters of the country to the people. And he basically was saying there's nothing wrong with transparency. So the reason why this was leaked is probably because the people need that transparency. The people need to know what's going on in the court. There shouldn't be any secrecy. Um, Because if you really think about it, if you really think deeply about it, the representatives in the court, in the Supreme Court, are the ones that actually enforce the laws. They're the ones that interpret and try to um, find the best way to make rules for the government and um, that's something that we as people in America in the United States need to know what's going on in the Supreme Court but uh, comes on all sides on the abortion debate Recruiting for the ruling speculation about the looming decision has been intense uh, since the December oral arguments indicated a majority was inclined to support the Mississippi law. Under long-standing court procedures, justices hold preliminary votes and on cases shortly after um, argument and assign a um, member of the majority to write a draft of the court's opinion. The draft is often amended in the Constitution with other justices, and in some cases, the justices change their votes altogether, creating the possibility that the current alignment in Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization could change. The Chief Justice typically assigns majority opinions when he is um, in the majority. When he is not, that decision is typically made by the most senior justice in the majority exceptionally weak, a George W. Bush appointee. Why are we mentioning his name? I don't know, we'll find out. Who joined the court in 2006, Alito argues that the 1973 abortion rights ruling was ill-conceived and deeply flawed um, decision that invented a right mentioned nowhere in the Constitution and unwisely sought the wrench sought to wrench the 
uh, can the can the contentious issue away from the political branches of government. Alito's draft ruling would overturn the decision by the New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that found the Mississippi law ran afoul of Supreme Court uh, precedent by seeking to effectively ban abortions before uh, viability. Rowe's survey of history ranged from the continually irrelevant to the plainly incorrect, Alito continues, adding that its reasoning was exceptionally weak and that the original decision has had damaging consequences. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions, Alito writes. Alito approvingly quotes a broad range of critics of the Roe decision. He also points to liberal icons, uh, which are such as the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Harvard Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Tribe. Okay. Who at certain points in their careers took issue with the reasoning in Roe or its impact on the political process. Alito's skewering of Roe and the endorsement of at least four or other justices in that unaspiring critique is also a measure of the court's um, rightward turn in recent decades. Roe has decided 7 to 2 in 1973, uh, five publication appointees um, joining two justices nominated by Democratic um, precedents. The overturning of Roe versus or, um, of Roe would almost immediately lead to stricter limits on abortion access uh, in large swaths of South and Midwest, uh, swaths of the South and Midwest, with about half of the states set to immediately impose broad abortion bans. Any state could still legally show the procedure. Um, the Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion, the draft concludes. Roe and Casey irrigated that, um, authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives, as it should be. Let's see here. This is a very long article, and I can't figure out whether this is a Democratic article or, like, um, website or Republican don't know yet. The draft contains the type of caustic rhetorical flourishes uh, Alito is known for. The caustic rhetorical... Well, I think that explains it now. Alito is known for, and that has caused Roberts, his fellow Bush appointee, some discomfort in the past. At times, Alito's Draft opinion takes uh, an almost mocking tone as it skewers the majority opinion in, uh, in Roe, written by Justice Harry Blackman and Richard Nixon, appointee who died in 1999. Uh, Roe expressed the feeling 
that the 14th Amendment was the provision that did the work, but its message seemed to be that the abortion right could be found somewhere in the Constitution and specifying its exact location is not of paramount importance, Alito writes. So that's what they said. (laughs) So basically they're just saying like, okay, well, read the Constitution, read between the lines because we know it's there, but technically it's not exactly there. It's not really there. They haven't really written it into the Constitution at all. But I could be wrong about that. That's just what it sounds like to me. Like, oh, read the Constitution. It's hidden in there somewhere. Go ahead and find it. And everybody flocks and is like, oh, wow, it really does when it really doesn't. That's that's how I feel like this is going. That That's how I feel this is going. Who knows? But that just sounds very crazy to me. Anyway, Alito declares that one of the central tenets of Roe and the viability distinction between fetuses not capable of living outside the womb and those which can make no sense. Um, Okay, let's see. In several passages, he describes doctors and nurses who terminate pregnancies as abortionists uh, when Roberts voted with liberal jurists in 2020, the block a to block Louisiana law um, imposing heavier regulations on abortion clinics, uh, his solo concurrence used the more neutral term abortion providers. In contrast, Justice Clarence Thomas uh, used the word abortionist 25 times in a solo dissent in the same case. Alito's use of the phrase egregiously wrong to describe Roe echoes language Mississippi solicitor solicitor uh, General Scott Stewart used in December in defending his state's ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The phrase was also contained in an opinion Kavanaugh wrote as part of a 2020 ruling that jury convictions in criminal cases must be unanimous. How long is this article? My goodness. In the opinion, Kavanaugh labeled two well-known Supreme Court uh, decisions egregiously wrong when decided in 1944, ruling upholding the detention of Japanese Americans during the World War II. Korematsu versus the United States and the 1896 decision that blessed racial segregation under the rubric of separate but equal Plessy versus Ferguson. Okay. Why are we nitpicking certain words and phrases that are being used in this document? that have no connotation to what is actually happening right now. Why do you take egregiously wrong and say, oh, that's been used before in a certain other case with, uh, you know, the Japanese. Listen, this is about the abortion, okay? This is about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Don't be veering off the topic, Politico. See, whether Politico is Republican or Democrat, I I don't really know. 
But the fact is, is that sometimes I can smell bullcrap a mile away. So stop, stop nitpicking the little things and understand that this is about abortion. This is about abortion laws and restrictions being overturned and turned over to the state. So shut up. The high court has never formally uh, overturned Korematsu, but did repudiate the decision in a 2018 ruling by Roberts and upheld the then-President Donald Trump's travel ban policy. Once again, why are we talking about travel ban when we're talking about abortion? The legacy of Plessy and Ferguson. Plessy remained the law of the land for nearly six decades until the court overturned it with Brown versus Board of Education School of Desegregation ruling in 1954. Once again, why are we talking about segregation? Quoting Kavanaugh, Alito writes, it was egregiously wrong on the day it was decided. So what? You know how many people actually quote other people? Do you realize how many people do that? Politico, you are not special. You are not special. I don't care. Okay? I will give it to Politico. They do cite their sources very well. But I don't know if I like the tone of the article. But we're just going to keep going. I'm, I'm already this deep. Like I said, Daily Wire and OAN have failed to put out any article. So I am forced to... Read this. Alito's draft opinion includes, in small type, a list of about two pages worth of decisions in which the justices overruled prior precedents in many instances, uh, reaching the results praised by liberals. Um, The implication that allowing states to outlaw abortion is on par with ending legal racial segregation. Wait, why? What? is on par with ending legal racial segregation has been hotly disputed. I don't know how racist... I don't know how race... How does that even correlate? How does that even... How how is that even related? Where you can pull legal racial segregation out of your ass and try to relate it to what's going on right now. But the comparison overscores the conservative justice's belief that Roe is so flawed that the justices should disregard their usual hesitations about overturning precedent and wholeheartedly renounce it. Alito's draft opinion ventures even further into the racially sensitive territory by observing in a footnote that some early proponents of abortion rights also had unsavory views of favor of eugenics. Okay. So Alito was basically talking about that in his article. So, okay, fine. Um, Some such supporters have been motivated by a desire to suppress the size of African-American population, Alito writes, it is beyond dispute that Roe has had that demographic effect. Um, A highly disproportionate percentage of aborted fetuses are black. 
Are we counting? How are we counting? Who goes, who ends up getting a job at an abortion clinic and counts how many African-American children were aborted? I, I would like to know where they got that from because that just sounds like bull, bull crap to me. Because I don't know why, again, why are we bringing race into this Roe versus Wade decision? I don't care about race. Personally, I do not care about race. If you, whether you are white, black, Asian, uh, Swedish, Mexican, whatever, whatever color you are, I don't care. In my opinion, you are a human being and your body is wrapped around a soul. Okay? You are a soul deep down inside, no matter what color your skin is. And I still don't understand the stupidity of people fighting about their race. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I do believe that racism exists. Yes, I believe that certain uh, instances of segregation exists. But do I believe that it should be talked about in an abortion article? No, I don't. Because the majority, the disproportionate percentage of aborted fetuses are black. How do you know this? This tells me that somehow the system has been counting or the system has been lying in order to create a race war over this. Keep your eyes open and your ears open as well, tuned in to what's going on because that just stood out to me like, okay, you're talking about race within an abortion article. Okay, make it make sense. Because I've heard many, many excuses. Um, I don't even know how to, how to express this. I have heard so many people make excuses for the African-American community. Like, oh, the majority of this situation happens to African-Americans more than white people. How do we know? How do we know that? Do we really know? We just, you know, take what the news gives us. You're spoon-fed by the news most of the time. Does it taste good? I'm pretty sure it does, because it's not good for you to, to consume that. I need to know the statistics. I need to know the numbers. I need to see the proof of that, okay? I'm not saying that the African African-American community doesn't have it hard. But I don't believe that everything happens to one race. It happens to every race in many different situations, in many different angles. Okay? That's all I gotta say. We're gonna keep going. Alita writes about... Or writes that raising the point he isn't casting aspirations on anyone uh, for our part we do not question the motives of either those who have supported and those who have opposed laws restricting abortion he writes alito also addresses concern about the impact the decisions could have on public discourse uh, we cannot allow our decisions to be affected by um ex extraneous 
influences such as concern about the public's reaction to our work. Yeah, I was scrolling through TikTok today and many women were uh, outside, I want to say somewhere, probably their state house, um, picketing against, you know, the Roe versus Wade being overturned. And then I got a text saying that it was overturned and I'm like, oh my God, it's real. It actually happened. Uh, we do not pretend to know how the, our political system or our society will respond in uh, to today's decisions over overturning uh, Roe and Casey, and even if we could foresee uh, what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. In the main opinion of 1992 Casey decision, Justices Sandra Day O'Connor, um, Anthony Kennedy, and Davis Souter warned that the court would pay a terrible price for overruling Roe uh, despite criticism um, and and the decision for some of the uh, some in the public and the legal community. While it is it has endangered disapproval, it has um, not been unworkable, the three justices wrote then. Um, an entire generation has come of age free to assume Roe's um, concept of liberty in defining the capacity of women to act in society and to make the repro reproductive decisions. No erosion of principle, going to, uh, going to liberty or personal autonomy has left Roe's central holding, um, a doctrinal remnant. When Dobbs was argued, yeah, when Dobbs was argued in December, Roberts seemed out of sync with the other conservative justices, as he has been in a number of cases, including one challenging um, the Affordable Care Act. At the argument session last fall, Roberts seemed to be searching for a way to upload, uphold Mississippi's 15-week ban without completely um, abandoning the Roe framework. Visibility, or I'm sorry, viability, it seems to me, doesn't have anything to do with choice, but it, if it really is an issue about choice, why is 15 weeks not enough time, Roberts asked during the arguments. The thing is, is that the thing is, is uh, at issue before us today is 15 weeks. Okay. I'm getting lightheaded from reading so much. <laughs> While Alito's draft opinion doesn't cater much to Robert's views, portions of it seem um, intended to uh, address the specific interests of other justices. Uh, one passage argues that social uh, attitudes towards out-of-wedlock pregnancies have changed drastically since the 1970s and increased demand for adoption makes abortion less necessary. That's what I've kind of wanted to, you know, understand, is that I have always been informed in my life that adoption is always an option. I don't believe that women now understand 
a lot of the time that giving a child up for adoption after birth is a nest like it, it it's a thing and I've said this before I feel like I gotta say it again repeat myself the system either way the abortion system and the um, foster care system the adoption system uh, is very corrupt and I understand um, a little bit how um, a woman can have a tough decision about you know what to do with um, an unborn child but I don't know I'm still not okay with killing a fetus those points dovetail with issues that Barrett a Trump appointee and court's newest member raised at the December arguments um, she suggested laws allowing people to surrender newborn babies and on a no-questions-asked basis, meaning carrying a pregnancy to term doesn't oblige one to engage in child-rearing. Why don't the safe haven laws take care of that problem, asked Barrett, with adopt- who adopted two of her seven children. Uh, wow, seven children. Man, woman, okay. Uh, much of Alito's draft uh, is devoted to arguing that widespread criminalization of abortion during the 19th and early 20th century uh, bellies the notion belies belies the notion <laughs> that um, a right to abortion is implied in the Constitution. The conservative justice attached to his draft a 31-page appendix listing laws passed to criminalize abortion during that period, Alito claims. An unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment from the earliest days of the common law in 1973. Um, how long is this? Oh my god, we're almost done, so I gotta find where I'm at. Okay. Liberal justices seem likely to take issue with Alito's assertion in the draft opinion and overturning Roe would not jeopardize other rights the courts have grounded in privacy, uh, such as the right to contraception, to engage in private consensual sexual activity, and to marry someone of the same sex. Okay. Uh, we emphasize that our decision concerns the constitutional right to abortion and no other right, Alito writes. Uh, I think that's a given, though, but anyway. Uh, nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast a doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. Alito's draft opinion rejects the idea that abortion bans reflect the subjugation of women uh, in American society. Women are not without... Um, electoral and political power, he writes. The percentage of women who register to vote um, and cast ballots is consistently higher than the percentage of men who do so. The Supreme Court remains one of the Washington's most secretive institutions, priding itself on protecting the confidentiality of its internal deliberations. At the Supreme Court, those who know don't talk. Those who talk, don't know. Gin, uh, yeah, Ginsburg was found uh, fond of saying. The tight-lipped reputation has eroded somewhat in recent decades due to the series of books 
by law clerks, law professors, and investigative journalists. Some of those authors clearly had access to draft opinions, uh, such as the one obtained by Politico, and their books emerged well after the cases in question were resolved. The justices held their final arguments in the current term on Wednesday, and the court has set a series of sessions over the next two months to release rulings in its still unresolved cases, including the Mississippi abortion case. Wow. That probably took an hour, 43 minutes to read, but you know what? It was worth it. So now you are informed. Listen, I have interrupted myself so many times in this section, but we're just going to go right into it. Um, so Bill Gates is in the news again. That's great. Let's just go to the article. Okay, it says, Bill Gates linked to trust probed for buying up farmland in North Dakota. North Dakota officials have questions and residents are furious about a major land grab by a trust linked to billionaire anti-meat zealot Bill Gates, the nation's biggest owner of farmland. I didn't know that. My god. The state bars corporations and limited liability companies from owning or even leasing farmlands or ranches and has other limits on trusts, yet the Red River Trust scooped up 2,100 acre potato farm uh, late last year for 13.5 million. State Attorney uh, General Drew Wrigley wrote the Kansas-based trust on Tuesday asking uh, what it plans to do with the land. AG uh, Week reported. Let's see here. Our office needs to confirm how your company uses this land in, uh, and whether this use meets any of the stationary exceptions, such as the business pur- purpose exception, so that we may close this case and file it in our um, inactive files, the letter stated. So, let's see, Bernie Spofforth? tweets Bill Gates, largest landowner in the USA. All rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. It's so important that the government coercion um, could be necessary to change attitudes. You can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift demand. Okay. Let's see, uh, Gates, the mega-rich software developer who wants people to trade meat for plant-based food, owns 242,000 acres of farmland, according to study by Land Report. Uh, North Dakota doesn't want corporations squeezing out family farms and widely support a law barring them from buying up acreage. Let's see here. I... I've gotten a big earful on this 
uh, from clear across the state. It's not even from the neighborhood, North Dakota Agricultural. Uh, Commissioner Doug Goring told uh, KFYR-TV. Those people are upset, but are, but there are others that are just livid about this. Goring said residents feel exploited by wealthy out-of-state people who buy up land in North Dakota, but do not necessarily share the state's values. The Red River Trust chief, uh, Peter Headley, um, let's see, previously headed to agriculture investment platform for uh, Gates. According to the New York Post, um, Red River Trust bought Campbell Farms, a family potato farm founded in 1978 in Grafton, according to the AG Week. The trust has 30 days to respond to Wrigley. It is determined to be uh, in violation of the state law and would have to divest itself of the property within one year or pay fines. Gates, who is worth more than $100 billion, said last year he wants um, wealthy countries to give up meat. Um, that's not going to happen, for one. Um, adding that the government should use regulation to totally shift the demand. Okay, so how does a stupid man like Bill Gates end up becoming... Uh, worth a hundred billion dollars. Not everyone is able to eat plant-based things because meat has certain vitamins that um, people need to actually have in their body. Like people with iron deficiency need to eat red meat. Of course, they can always do plant-based Certain things like eating dragon fruit and eating beets and stuff like that. But what if those things are not available? They have to have a certain protein. They have to have a certain uh, level of iron in their body every single day. Um, so having meat in certain people's diets will... <coughs> excuse me. It has to happen. Some people have to eat meat. So, um, that's unrealistic. I don't care about his opinion about that. Like, why would you want to push veganism or vegetarianism on somebody who actually needs the nutrients in meat? I understand that, like, people with deficiencies can get certain vitamins from plants, but then again, sometimes that option is not an option. So, what are they supposed to do? I've heard stories of people who have vitamin deficiencies who ended up going, you know, vegan. And they end up suffering so much more getting heart conditions because of it. Because they meat in their diet. Just another way Bill Gates is trying to kill people. I do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef, Gates said. You can get used to the taste difference and the claim that it's their... that 
claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time. So synthetic meat, you say? What is this synthetic meat made of? I know you rich people like to eat people, but that's another story for another day. <sighs> Alright, hang on. Gates, who is active in pushing vaccines for various illnesses, including COVID, was divorced from his wife, Melinda, last year following reports he associated with Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein, the pedophile sex trafficker who died mysteriously in a Manhattan jail while awaiting trial. I love that little punchline at the end. I didn't even know Bill Gates was involved in that. What? I love that. I'm not actually allowed to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Man, I want to say something so bad, but I'm not going to. Dang it. Nope, I'm staying silent. Okay, hopefully they'll give an explanation on how her husband got arrested in the first place but i've i've mentioned it in one of my episodes so i I've, I've got the article to talk about it okay nancy pelosi's husband decided just to get arrested for dui i think that's what it is and this picture that Daily Wire decided to put up is hilarious. I'm sorry. This is why I love Daily Wire. They will just put the craziest things in order to, like, reflect their opinion. They had this ugly picture of her and her husband, and she's smiling, and it looks like her face is about to fall off her skull. That, that's, that just kind of make my day. Oh my god. <laughs> she looks like a skeleton in a skin suit that's too big for her. Oh my god. She's ugly as heck. Okay, Nancy Pelosi's husband finally charged with DUI. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband was finally... Uh, has finally been charged with a DUI with injury by the Napa County District Attorney's Office. Uh, Today, Napa County District Office um, issued a criminal complaint filing charges against Nancy Pelosi's uh, Paul Pelosi, I'm sorry, based upon the automobile collision and driving under the influence Arrest on May 28th, 2022, Napa County DA's office said in a press release on Thursday, the collision occurred uh, on State Route 29, Oaksville uh, Cross Road at 10.17 p.m. Authorities stated a blood sample was taken from Mr. Pelosi at 12.32 a.m. and sent to California Department of Justice for testing Mr. Pelosi's blood um, sample and had a 0.82% blood alcohol content. Holy shit. On June 13th, officials released 
I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Uh, release of mugshot relating to the incident. Police uh, release booking photo of Speaker Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, from from late May. Uh, let's see. From late May after he was arrested for DUI. Fox News correspondent Chad Pergram um, wrote on Twitter at the time Napa County says decision to release or withhold mugshots is up to police, not DA. Napa County officials say Mr. Pelosi received the same treatment under that policy that all individuals released from uh, county jail receive. No state law specifically uh, requires the release of booking photos or mugshots, but policies regarding the topic can uh, vary by jurisdiction. Program added. Uh, let's see. Officials noted that Pelosi could receive jail time for the offense if found guilty. The punishment for driving under the influence causing injury to is a mis, as a misdemeanor um, is set by California law. The DA's um, press release noted it includes up to five years of probation, a minimum of five days in jail, installation of an ignition uh, interlock device, fines and fees. Um, I gotta find a light. Uh, fines and fees, completion of a court-ordered drinking driver class, and other terms as appropriate. The Pelosi's own this estate in Napa Valley on Zin, Zinfandel, Zinfandel Lane, uh, which is valued well north of five million dollars. All right, that has a vineyard that nets the couple 5,000 to 15,000 grape sales per year. Well, you own your own vineyard and your husband gets drunk. <laughs> I think that's your own fault, Nancy. <laughs> oh my God. On Wednesday, the New York Times reported that the Speaker of the House and her husband went into crisis mode the day after the incident and assembled a team of California public relations specialists. The Speaker swung into crisis mode by Sunday afternoon. Larry Kamer, a crisis manager who has a home in Napa, um, has or and has worked for high-profile clients, including Harvard University and Nike, uh, retained the Times claimed. Um, the family also consulted with John Keeker, one of the one of San Francisco's most prominent defense lawyers and Lee housekeeper. Um, I'm getting tired. Give me a second. A long-time public relations executive in San Francisco political types, including former Mayor Willie Brown. Let's see. Authorities 
on Thursday, Mr. Pelosi was released from custody, custody upon promise to appear for an arraignment in Napa County Superior Court on August 3rd, 2022. Um, the court date is selected by Napa County Department of Corrections at the time of Mr. Pelosi's release. All right. All right, it's time for us to take a break because I'm taking a break. I'm gonna make myself some rice so I can eat. All right, get yourself something to eat. Treat yourself, nourish yourself. Okay. Okay, this one I just found bizarre. So we're just gonna read this one. Mom forces son-in-law to strip, finds out he's a woman, wife sues. Report. Okay. This is kind of confusing. Oh wait, no, son-in-law. Oh my god, why? Okay, well, an Indonesian woman filed a lawsuit against her former husband, of 10 months after learning he is actually a woman. Wait. Mom forces son-in-law to str- Oh, okay. Okay, we're just gonna keep going. Th this is basically about transgenderism, I think, this article. So we're just gonna- Husband of 10 months after learning he is actually a woman, despite um, engaging in intimacy several times, According to local media report, how do you not know somebody is a woman after having sex a few times? I mean, unless they have gone under surgery and they built a pole between their legs. Um, I think it would be quite obvious. I, um, anyway, um, they first met... They first met her ex-husband, who used the name Anhaf or Ar Arafif on a dating app um, in Jambi City, the capital and largest city in the Indonesian province of Jambi. Um, however, local media reports Arafif's real name is Arayani. Arayani is or an NA or Na. I guess, developed an online relationship before dating in person. Arani, uh, who said she graduated from an unknown school in New York and practiced neurology, visited Na for a week um, to help take care of her sick parents. Tribune News reports um, Na's parents gave Irani permission to marry their daughter after several weeks of dating. However, four months after, of, after tying the knot, the family became, became suspicious of Nas' husband. Why they never met Arani's family, or why he never removed clothing even when bathing. Well, that, yeah, that would be a red flag. Arani also appeared to have an open 
schedule for a neurologist. Um, at some point during the short marriage, Na confronted her ex-partner's lumps on Irani's chest, which he claimed was a hormonal problem. Oh my god. And then Na's mother forced Irani to remove her clothes to prove she is in fact a man. Um, <laughs> what the heck is this? I feel like I'm reading something from the National Enquirer. This is bizarre. But then again, this is real life. This is actually happening in people's lives. Uh, in that moment, Irani came clean admitting he was a she and not a doctor. According to the local media, Na told Jambi District Court she never suspected um, Anath Arifif Arifif was in fact Arani until her mother became suspicious of the marriage. Na also said Arani insisted their intimacy only consisted of using hands. Arani has appeared in court only for lying about her medical qualifications. That was a bizarre short story. Okay. Um, let's go to this one. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about Ezra Miller at some point. Hopefully there's enough information for me to do a whole pedophiles thing with it. With uh, his story, so... But we'll see. Actor Ezra Miller accused of violence, cult-like behavior towards teenage Standing Rock activists beginning when she was 12. So this is, um, Standing Rock is a reservation. And, uh, these, um, parents are Native American. So we're just going to clarify that right now. So, the parents of Standing Rock activists um, accusing Fantastic Beast actor Ezra Miller of grooming their daughter, now 18, since she was 12 years old. Um, the one thing that I want to talk about real quick before we um, go any further, alright? A lot of the time, now, this is actually from the Sioux tribe. But I do know that in certain tribes in America actually do victimize children a lot. Um, it runs in their family. They think it's normal. Um, in the Navajo tribe, they actually have, um, they actually think that that's normal. Um, they don't really do much about it. Um, so someone coming forward um, about this issue of their child being victimized is a big step in progress because a lot of the time, and I'm not saying all tribes are like this, please don't, don't think that I'm trying to put, you know, certain tribes in a box. I'm not, I'm, I've actually, you know, I'm just trying to, uh, give you guys information and also be sensitive to the topic of people who, who are listening, who may be, you know, Native American. But in certain families, in certain tribes, molestation, rape, 
uh, child victimization does happen a lot. And um, because they live in a, I don't want to say closed society because I don't really know, but um, it, it is common to see that uh, victimization in children um, in certain tribes. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that all tribes are like this. I'm not saying it's consistent with every tribe. It does happen, though. Just like it happens in other societies, it does happen in reservations as well. And that's just what I want to say. And the fact that these parents are coming forward and saying that this has happened to my child is incredible. And uh, I really love that they're standing up for their daughter. Because a lot of the time, like I said, most children don't have a voice in certain tribes, in certain families. But let's just go. Chase Iron Eyes and Sarah Jumping Eagle filed a complaint this week um, at the Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Court on behalf of their child, Gibson Iron Eyes, formerly uh, Tokata Iron Eyes, per deadline. The uh, document says Ezra uses violence, intimidation, threat of violence, fear, paranoia, delusions, and drugs to hold sway over a young child, adolescent. I'm, I'm sorry, over a young adolescent Tokata. Um, it goes on to say, uh, Miller engaged in cult-like and uh, psychologically manipulative controlling behavior. Gibson's parents claim Miller met their daughter at Standing Rock Reservation in North Dakota when she was 12. Um, they say actor gave Gibson alcohol and drugs and flew her to various locations around the world. Now her parents are filing for a restraining order which will go into effect if Miller does not appear um, for the requested appearance of South Dakota, or in South Dakota July 12th, uh, per Rolling Stone. If they were of their right mind and just making jacked up decisions, I would be like, okay, you have to learn the hard way, Jumping Eagle told the publication about the, her daughter. But they're not only having mental health issues, but there's a predator taking advantage of them at the time. At the same time, Rolling Stone altered the pronouns in Jumping Eagle's quotes um, to reflect Miller's identifying as non-binary. He's a dude. Shut up. Gibson herself, meanwhile, denies the notion that Miller coerced her in any way. She said. We need to talk about Kevin, actor offered, offered her loving support. His name's We need to talk about Kevin, actor offered her loving support and invaluable protection throughout this period of loss when a friend died last year. Okay. I am an adult and I deserve to feel author to feel authority in my own body, Gibson shared on Instagram, the nature of police intervention in my case is unnecessary and it is a waste of time and resource. Gibson accused 
um, her parents of psychological manipulation and transphobia, saying that their attempt to punish her by accusing Miller of coercion is traumatically life-altering. This is why... And I'm going to interrupt it. This is why we don't allow children in the LGBTQ. Because of people like Ezra Miller grooming children. So, um, there's my point right there. We will not allow toxic people in the LGBTQ to corrupt our children. That, that's it. That's it. So, uh, she also said she is in no way or under any circumstance have ever been under any short-lived adulthood uh, in need of conservatorship. Gibson's mom has a different take. She told Rolling Stone that um, she uh, and the teen's dad had to fly to South Dakota earlier this year to take her to a mental health facility following a bad LSD trip that occurred while she was staying with Miller. I believe that because Miller does a lot of crazy crap. So I was concerned about Gibson's safety. They're basically um, in a mini R. Kelly situation, Jumping Eagle says. It really reminds me of that how... Um, I, how they're isolating people, distancing them from their families and friends. <clears throat> My voice is starting to hurt. Anyway. Deadline. Deadline noted that Miller was arrested twice earlier this year. Once for a bar fight and another time for a second degree assault. Miller also stars in The Flash, which debuts in 2023. The actor identifies as non-binary and uses they them pronouns. I don't care. The man was born a man, so he's a Unfortunately, that is all the time I have for. I will see you guys in the trenches next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.